Attack squad, regroup. We will adopt tactical plan Delta. Are you sure? We never win using tactical plan Delta. You will obey. Only shoot the soldiers to the left and right, but not the middle one. But the middle one is their leader. Without them, their forces will surrender. He is also closer and easy to hit. You are forgetting that he is more important to the plot. The plot is imperative. We must preserve the plot. Extrapolate. Elucidate. Explicate. Good. You will proceed. Hello and welcome to the Oodcast. Yes, we are back with a vengeance, or just back. <laughs> There's no vengeance really happening. Um, and in the room with me today, I have the saucy and unstoppable Andy Candish. Oh, I'm on a saucy one this week. That's good. Yes, yes. You definitely are very saucy. <laughs> mm, and I have, I have the unflappable and loquacious Chris Alpha. Oh, I knew what 50% of those words meant. Brilliant. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing Into the Dalek. Yes, that's right. The second episode of Peter Capaldi's hopefully pretty long Rain as the Doctor. <laughs> can the Doctor rain? He can rain on people's parades. I think he Does could do it if you pointed his screwdriver up at the sky. Mm. I mean, normally <laughs> when he tries to rain, it has a habit of going a bit wrong, doesn't it? Do you mean the bit when he um, turned down being president of Gallifrey? Oh, no, I didn't even know that had happened. Oh, yeah, he was just made Lord President, wasn't he? He was. But then he ran away from it, so he didn't really reign. He what? ran. Do you think that this doctor would turn down being president? Oh, yeah. Really? He seems to be all about sort of confronting his demons and remedying the ills of the past. Well, but would he consider himself good enough to be president? Do you think any politicians consider themselves to be like morally pure? Yeah. I, I think nah. if Clara told him that he was the president, he would assume he's president Yeah. at the moment. This opens up an interesting point. Their relationship is, is pretty cool, isn't it? It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's, it's blossoming properly. pretty real as well, yeah. I think. It's sort of, they talk to each other like close friends talk to each other. They take the mickey, they're rude to each other, but they let it wash over them and just get on with it. I and mean, I th that's, that's really good to me. That's it is quite realistic, watch. but... Admittedly, I could I could use a little bit less of the oh she's so old, like. 
She's so <laughs> it's old. Really rude, and, isn't he? you know, it's, it's, that's the sort of thing that a lot of single 20 something women get. Oh, you're getting on a bit. Oh, yeah. you, you watch out for your hips. Oh, you can snap a like man. a boy. You know, it, <laughs> it exactly. does make a change from 20 from something saying, oh, I feel so old. Oh, go away. <laughs> Some of us are a bit <laughs> older than 20. Um, you're not wearing very well and various things like that maybe maybe they'll dial that back a bit and come up with slightly more yeah. creative insults where do you think that's coming from i couldn't really see why that's dropped in displacement i, th- I think it's just really pushing yeah. the whole i'm not attracted to you yeah you're my companion thing i do maybe. love the idea that she um calls herself his carer yeah that yeah. was brilliant <laughs> um and i i wonder if the relationship is I don't know. I was pondering a lot. I like a good ponder, as you may know. Uh, An Amy, mm-hmm. as we're going to call it. It was sorry. An Amy. Ah! <laughs> I was having a good Amia, uh, as Laura would have it. I like that. We'll keep that. And um, the idea of the Doctor being a good man. Is he a good man? And I think intrinsically we all believe he is, because he acts from the best of intentions. Mm. But... Does that make you good? Well, it's oh, interesting because okay. a lot of people believe they're good. A lot of people believe they're doing things for the right things, for the right reasons. I think we're seeing a story arc that's going to really conf- confront that question head on. Because if you look at everybody who Missy has so far invited to her paradise garden tea house, you can see there's a very, very clear link between them. Um, I.e. the doctor's being responsible in some way for them passing. The, they have chosen to sacrifice themselves so that the, based on the knowledge that the Doctor is mad, right, and probably good. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's interesting because one of the big kind of mysteries from Deep Breath was did the clockworky man jump or was he pushed? And the link appears to clear that up, which I, th- I think is interesting to do so quickly. Um but, but would everybody would really? everybody get that? I don't know if they I would. Know. I think, I I think she's going to be like it, the sort of arbiter who holds the doctor to account for his actions. Yeah. Like sort of so, spreads out this big roster of people who've given up their lives and says, hey, are you worth it? The last few days I've heard a lot of theories about who that who Missy could be. Um, uh, one of them fits in with what you're saying, um, but will not mean anything to you. Go on. Um, uh, Laura, that is. Um, Go on. The Valyard. <laughs> which and so i'm going to try and explain it in the trial of a time lord colin baker um he is he turns out to be a, a sort of a, an in-between life of the doctor is that right well i think the idea is that he's an extrapolation of all yeah. the bad things in the doctor so in some, yeah. somehow he's been created who tries him in, that, in a court he ends up being the doctor's yeah. prosecutor in the trial yeah. of a time lord Ooh, that's a bit weird but I know about galliards, fit. but not about valyards. <laughs> I like a nice galliard. And shipyards? Yeah, galleons. Thank you. Next up is a new name to the Scarrow Open Mic Nights. Dalek Byron, please give him a welcome. She walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies. And all that's best of dark 
and bright meat in her casing and in her eye stalk. Thus mellow to that tender light which heaven to gaudy day exterminates. Thank you. But yeah, no, so actually, uh, I quite like this overall theme of slightly weird, hysterical, evil Mary Poppins drinking tea and collecting all of the doctors. Um, well, I suppose you could call them failures. You know, they're people who he didn't save or situations that he couldn't remedy other than with death. Well, we didn't see the, the guy that was sort of either of the two guys that were more obviously sacrificed by the doctor. Which, if if it is all his failures, then maybe that would include them. Well, Sorry, which guys are you talking about? The so, bloke who um who got tossed the pill and then yeah. was but that and guy thought that he was being saved. He thought he was being saved. Yes, now the the woman didn't yeah. make a conscious choice. The woman choice. knew what was going to happen. Yes, yeah. in the same way that the half robot man bloke last week knew what he was doing if he jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Laura's onto something there. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the episode in general, I actually it was a bit of a mixed bag. I was a bit disappointed in parts of it. Um I thought the interiors of the Dalek weren't actually all that special. It had the feeling of a bit of a a cheap made for TV movie rather than the sort of cinematic extravaganza we've grown to love. But I did think that the script made up for that in many ways. I like the... Um, I, I'm not sure I can let you get away with complaining that it's not a cinematic extravaganza when it's not meant to be. And that may just be a reaction to the fact that the last three episodes have been massive episodes. Yeah, have been cinematic <laughs> extravaganzas. <laughs> I was delighted by the interior of the Dalek containing so many washing machine outflow pipes. <laughs> I, I felt that that was a lovely callback. I think the Dead Planet, um, the you know, the first ever Dalek episode. Yeah. I think the trees, some of the trees were made of those pipes. If it wasn't Dead Planet, it may have been Face of Evil. Uh, right. Made my fanboy heart swell a bit. <laughs> I, I, I didn't... I got more of an air of factory than inside of a Dalek from it, I think. But I still, I don't know. I didn't care. To be honest, it could have it could have looked like a floaty cloud and I still would have gone with it because it was set up so nicely, I think. Um, and apart from the sort of the strikingly obvious, oh, look, a miniaturizing machine. What are they going to do with that? Mm. Uh, we know what they're going to do with it. Let's just cut to the chase. But to be fair, they did. Um, I think if they'd have dragged that bit out, it would have been a bit tiresome. Nice proctologist joke. As yes. well. yeah. yeah, and I like that he said, fantastic idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of a nod to that there. <laughs> and I also really like the exploding lasagna thing. Yes. Yeah. I was pondering that, though, because when they are miniaturised, um, the air they're breathing still contains molecules of the same size as standard air. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a problem? Well, I don't know, because you don't see sort of exploding ants and mice and things everywhere. Yeah, they they yeah, tend to yeah, bobble yeah. along in their own true. little <laughs> skittering way. But they are made for... Uh, they are created to sort of... Oh, they have evolved to breathe that same air. Do ants breathe? Yeah, I think they do. I have no idea. I well, I probably answered my own question then, haven't I? 
haven't I? I mean, I don't know if they would have a sort of a the same sort of lung interface as we have. It's very weird. I imagine to think Phil Ford and Lamoth so went onto Wikipedia and you know, Google or Googled. Um, air molecules, size, ratio, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Really? Not not just a, this would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It was pretty cool. And I did like the whole, um, the whole cast, the whole supporting ensemble was brilliant this, this week. We had some fantastic stuff happening in the real world. The introduction of Mr. Pink, who, I don't yeah. know about you guys, but I like him already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. And uh, again, I thought that the, the interaction between him and Clara, they were stylized like everything in, say, coupling was stylized. Mm. But I thought it was still very realistic. I mean, who hasn't said something ridiculous when they've met somebody for yeah. the first time and then really, really been embarrassed? Uh, absolutely. And it was a, a definitely I think that scene was written by the moth because it was such a callback to coupling yeah. with the way that it cuts back or rather it jumps forward. You see the reaction and then you see what's caused the reaction. Yeah. Well, I half wondered whether that was the reason for the the joint um, credit, writing credit, because I mean the rest of it could feasibly have been Phil Ford. Mm. Um, and but that those scenes are just so obviously yeah. Moffat. Moffat the, the, the Moff has all the way through has has joint credits on a fair old number of episodes this year. Yeah. It's um, intriguing. Maybe that's him sort of finding a way of interjecting that coupling influence throughout. Just in terms of mm-hmm. um, embarrassing things that you've done when you first met somebody. <laughs> when I first met Chris's best mate, I pretended to be Pavarotti and sung Ness and Dorma in the middle of Richmond High Street. <laughs> I wish I hadn't done that. And from then on, it was all sealed. We've been best of friends. Are you the go-compare man? I, I might be. <laughs> oh. Look at oh. my crinkly clockwork style moustache. It's you. It is me. Lucky you, all non-UK listeners. You are blissfully unaware of what that means. (laughs) Just chuck it into YouTube. Have a look. look, See what comes up. Don't. Don't. You're going to hate us. (laughs) I, going back to the doctor, um, I wonder if his question of am I a good man is because he knew he was about to face a Dalek and he knows the Daleks bring out the worst in him. Well, that's interesting because he he meets the Dalek and then comes back to get Clara and asks, doesn't he? And can you imagine the conversation with the soldiers of, okay, I'll do this for you, but can you just let me go and get someone? Yeah. Like they let him go. Yeah. It's intriguing, isn't it? Well, for all they know, he's just popping back into a little, like, cabin. Ah, A box that disappears, though. Mm Yeah. That's that's the. Well, he might have been very, very clever and dematerialised and rematerialised within a split second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. You know, this isn't the first time um, we've seen the idea of a good Dalek. Um, It was in one of the Doctor Who story annuals a couple of years back, and the same conclusion was reached, that a good Dalek would automatically attempt to wipe out other Daleks Mm. because it would recognise the presence of extreme evil. Mm. But in fact, it's been used in the TV series before. Dalek Khan, the abomination, decides that he's going to blow up the Dalek fleet because... Mm -hmm he knows that life will win and in dalek in christopher eccleston um this is slightly different but the one of the daleks say to the doctor you would make a good dalek yeah and now they're telling him he is a good dalek yeah it's interesting it's a continual it's a continuation of the doctor's relationship with the daleks i'd say um the idea that they know how to press his buttons mm. um yeah. and actually you know there's we get the hint that in some ways the doctor and the daleks are 
two sides of the same coin. I mean, I don't mean that literally, but there's, <laughs> there's elements of like the, the doctor knows he's capable of terrible, terrible stuff, mm. you know, time war. And whenever he comes up against the Daleks, that fact hits him between the eyes. It's horrible. Yeah. You know, he can't let go of that somehow. It's and very hard to find a confrontation between the Doctor and the Daleks where he hasn't been incredibly brutal. I mean, even down mm-hmm. to the Ironside Daleks offering him tea and him beating it up with a yeah. large <laughs> wrench to that moment. Does anybody remember Oh, when... I can't even remember the title of the episode, but there's a wounded Dalek lying in the ruins of its spaceship... And he, oh, it's a good man go to, goes a to good war, man goes it? to war, and he comes and interrogates it, and there's sort of implication that he tortures it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's not really the Doctor that we're used to. Yeah, yeah. And but I'm glad you brought up "Good Man Goes to War," Loz, because he says in that, uh, "Today is not the day to find out if I'm a good man or something like that," because I have so many rules. They good make men don't good... need rules. Mm, exactly. They yeah. instinctively will do the right thing, and he doesn't instinctively yeah. do the right thing. This is something that has had to be coached and trained into him, presumably via the influence of all of his companions over exactly. the years. And yeah, he knows that. And, and the Doctor references the dead planet in in this in in into the Dalek. He says, "Up until then, I was just on the run, uh, but then I met you guys, and you made me what I am." And I think that it's just fascinating. Yeah relationship he has with the Daleks it's kind of a dual thing as well it's going back slightly to what you said about the Doctor and the Daleks being two sides of the one coin it's sort of in, in public consciousness it, it, they are you know you think of the Doctor oh, yeah. and most people think immediately oh he fights the Daleks um, and that sort of to think of the Daleks as the enemy that has made or the creature that has made the Doctor do what he has done for the last 50 years is sort of, yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's kind of incredible as well. Yeah. And yes. talking of what he does, I love the reemergence of the theme of, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to do something very yeah. special. It's a plan. <laughs> I haven't thought of it yet. What I want you to do is go out there and do this. What am I going to do? I don't know. I want you to think of something clever to do and then we can smoke about it afterwards. Yeah, the whole, mm. me? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's you a good that. idea. Off you go. <laughs> what did people think of his little um, piece to camera slash bad green screen karaoke video of the mm, look inside your mind Ooh, look in the eye stalk of your brain what is happening all oh, the emotions my emotions my emotions you know I <laughs> thought that bit was pants I could see what they were going for but I really didn't nah. I, I quite liked it but mainly I think partly because I'd, I still feel quite a chill with hearing you know, that rasping Dalek voice saying things like, I see beauty. I'm like, oh, that, even that sounds chilling to me. Next. Ah, hello there. Yeah, you must be, um, D-Tark. Jolly good? Right. Well, uh, you've had a chance to read through the script you want to hear. I dare say you know it well, what actor doesn't? Uh, so, uh, when you're ready, uh, Go ahead. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon who is already sick and pale with grief that thou may See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. Oh, that I were a glove upon that hand that I might touch that 
<coughs> Thank you. Uh, that was very moving. We'll let you know. Like, what do you mean you see beauty, and what do you yeah. mean when do you say you beauty? Do you really? You're a Dalek. Yeah. I liked it because it's the impossibility of it happening, but the Doctor's sort of sense of, um, oh, you know, this is happening. Here is a good Dalek. I'm I'm creating a good Dalek. I mean, that must be his his greatest dream. Mm. Um, seeing it come true before him uh, was uh, um, a really spine tingling. Uh, experience for me as a, a viewer and then the idea that he could then go forward and um, create a whole race of good Daleks who might yeah you know spread that amongst all the Daleks was a pretty tremendous thought but in effect all he's done is create a Dalek sleeper cell and how effective do we think Rusty is going to be about bringing down the Dalek empire wherever in space and time that particular empire is just by himself Interesting question. Mm-hmm. Do you think he will um, recruit other species for his cause? Mm. Then it's just going to be another nasty war, isn't it? It's going to be a lot of death and Is destruction. It, yeah. And the Doctor's responsible. Are we going to get another spin-off series? Like a Dalek <laughs> homeland? Well, uh, the obvious one is Rusty and Handles. That's, I've seen that um, banded about on Twitter <laughs> with, with tremendous results. Oh, Handles could live on top of Rusty's head. <laughs> well, it would look so live, cute. Like live. a kind of really evil snowman. Oh, wait, we've already had those. <laughs> um there is something I've noticed that's happened in this episode that happened in the beast below. <gasps> What's that? And it, it seems I don't know whether it's I, I don't know whether we'll ever find out if this is something Stephen Moffat likes to do in the second episode of Every New Doctor. But they land in slime again inside something. Mm. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I mean, that was very funny. That's and a horrible protein good. shake, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Mind and you, I, most protein shakes are pretty minging. Yeah. none like, of them taste of anything real. <laughs> I like the thoughtlessness of his, you know, oh, yes, he's here. He's the top layer yes. if you want to say a few words. <laughs> if you want to say, yeah. And Brilliant. I can, I can kind of understand where people are coming from when they're saying the doctor, this doctor's really cold and really heartless. But I don't think he is. I think he's uh, just unthinking mm. um, and callous, but because of logic. Yeah. Logic dictates this is the this is the thing to do. Yeah. And the comments like, yeah, he's the top top layer. is uh, That's just unthinking. I'm taken back to the early years of Tom Baker when he was quite similar. He would, in Pyramids of Mars in particular, um, yeah. some fella has, has just been murdered by the mummies. And, right. um, and Sarah says, um, how, how can you be so cold about this, Doctor? A man's just been murdered. And he goes, five men, Sarah, and there'll be more if we don't do something about it. You know, it's, it, it, he's worse than that, because when he's talking to Scarman's brother in Pyramids of Mars, sorry, yeah. was, he, you know, he said, but that's my brother. He said, no, that... That's not your brother anymore. That's yeah. just his body. Yes. Yeah. Sutek. Hmm? <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. That's all you need to say about that. Um, there are two things that I found very funny about the episode. Um, one is entirely my own fault, which is Michael Smiley. He's a great actor. He's a really good actor. Who he, did he play? He played uh, the uncle, the colonel. Every time I saw him and I heard his voice, I had a little oi oi in my head from, it yeah, from Spaced. Because <laughs> he was tyres in space, and every time he came on, I could hear, I could just see him in lycra wheeling a bike around, which probably isn't a good image. Everything seems to be okay with the patient. Let's get started. Could you switch the monitor on, Colonel? What does his nano pulse read? Uncle? 
Uncle, can you hear me? Oi, oi! You lucky people! And the other one was the exit of Rusty at the end. That is the most sassy, <laughs> put downy look I've ever seen a Dalek give the Doctor. You know when he turns and he does his it body. Twice. Yeah, <laughs> he turns his body but leaves his eye stalk yes. there. Just yeah. that's really oh. And I think that that you see we never uh, realised the Daleks were capable of Sassiness. of meaningful looks before. <laughs> I mean that was just the most perfect bit of yeah. direction. It's really that was I. I can't find anything chilling in it because every time I've seen it, I have laughed like a drain. Oh, it chills me to the every... bone. The idea of um, a machine, you know, all, admittedly with a living blob or something inside it, but the idea that this cold machine, this this fabulous piece of 1960s design can do that, yeah. uh, I just think is, is really chilling. But I, I can see it also why you think it's funny. I, I, I do also kind of... Um, I like to imagine the blob inside thinking, right, time to press the talk to the plunger because the eye still can't listening button. And sort of <laughs> there was quite a strong theme in this episode of um, soldiers and the doctor's yeah. dislike for them. So that's obviously going to crop up again, um, what with Mr. Pink being there. And I don't know, I, I get the feeling that he's going to be called on his hypocrisy at some point. It's definitely being set up for a clash, isn't it, of Ooh. some kind. Um, and I think the reason he stops Journey coming with them is because he's just realised that he's been called out by a Dalek. For yeah. that, and that stung him. And then, he, you know, somebody who does that for a living yeah. wants to join him and he can't bring himself to let yeah. them, no matter mm. how nice he can see they are. Yeah, he doesn't want the Dalek to be right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic portrayal from Zoe Ashton and a really, really interesting character. Um, some brilliantly devastating lines that she was given about her brother burning to death two hours ago, so he's really letting me down today. But yes, yeah, some fantastic lines for the supporting characters. They're all given quite a lot of um, good material to work with, I think. And I like that, you know, that even though we've got this brilliant relationship building up between the Doctor and Clara... There's plenty of juicy bits for everybody else involved, and it's not just a sort of a one-man show, or one man and one one man and one woman <laughs> show. Do you think that's intentional, or do you think that's because uh, the Doctor's still finding his feet a little bit, and it's kind of more support for him I, to yeah, have more people to interact with? I think it's probably the latter that as as the character coalesces or congeals, we allow. To, we're able to see him by the shape that he creates amongst the mm. other people who surround him. Yeah, yeah, it's good, good writing technique. Mm. Yeah. The haiku for Into the Dalek. Under their casings, they find more than he wants to. Hatred is preserved. Well, we're now coming to the end of our discussion. I'd like to... Let's get back to basics. Let's have a couple of words from everybody about their impressions of the episode. I found it a fascinating and thought-provoking discussion, if you will, about the relationship between the Doctor and the Daleks. Who's good? Who's bad? Is there any grey between the two? I love that sort of stuff. I think maybe the episode might have been better titled Into the Doctor, because we Ooh. find out a lot more about him than we do about yes. the Daleks. That's true. Um, uh, I kind of agree with both of you. I, d I don't think I really need to say much more, actually. 
Um, okay, well, on that salubrious note, we close our episode today. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. So it's goodbye from me, Laura Sigma. Uh, goodbye from me, Chris Alpha. And it's goodbye from me, Andy. I hope you all have a lovely week. Bye.
he keeps talking about beauty. Gone, bonkers. Now he's got a conscience. Only good Dalek in history. Only good Dalek in history. Only good Dalek. Only good Dalek in history. Only good Dalek. Only good darling, only good darling in history.